Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Trial of the Chicago 7. This is a film written and directed by Aaron Sorkin and has one hell of a cast. So we're going to get to the full cast of this movie in a second. But joining me on this review today is, of course, Shabazz. Hey, hey, hey. And Anthony. Hello. (laughs) Okay. Wow, that's Uh, the first time you've given a funny or fancy hello. That's my British hello. I like it. Oh, that, that's how they sound in Chicago. I think. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they're British. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, Trial of the Chicago Seven is a Netflix original movie. It opens up on October sixteenth, uh, and we were lucky enough to see it this week, uh, courtesy of Netflix. Uh, so we could give you our thoughts and our opinions on it, and whether it's worth your time. And I think, spoiler alert, I think it is. Um, so let's get into what this movie is actually about. Um, this movie takes place in 1968, um, and what's and what was intended to be a peaceful protest at the Democratic uh, Democratic National Convention turned into a violent clash with police and the National Guard. The organizers of this protest, including Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, Tom Hayden, and Bobby Seale, were charged with conspiracy to incite a riot. And the trial that followed was one of the most notorious in history. Um, and obviously, like I said at the top of this review, this is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. This is the second film that he's directed. This is his film off of a uh, first film off of Molly's game. Uh, and my goodness, is this ever an Aaron Sorkin film? Uh, Shay, what are your immediate like thoughts on this film? Yeah. So this movie, when it, when it kind of starts off, it, it starts off kind of with a montage a bit. Like you're kind of getting an understanding of all these characters that you're going to be meeting throughout the film and what was kind of happening. They're kind of catching you up to speed. And, you know, immediately I, I totally felt the Aaron Sorkinisms. I totally didn't feel like it was a Netflix film, which is always a, always a plus in my opinion, because, you know, they, they always have this certain look. So, not having that look and kind of making it feel like it, it's from a theater made this time of the year a lot better for me. Um, and yeah, I just, I just had a really good time with this movie. Anthony, how about you? Uh, same. The moment this movie starts, uh, it grips you and you are, uh, you're engrossed into it. Like you're, you're, the writing is so good that you just want to learn more and more. Um, so yeah, the moment this movie starts, it, it just dives into what has happened, what it's going to happen, how it leads up to it. Aaron Sorkin does such a fantastic job with his writing. You don't ever lose pace. It's continuous. There's no slow part parts to this film and it's so well written, so well directed. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think to your point, Anthony, this film, once it gets going, it's literally pedal to the floor. You're just you're off to the races. And I think when you're when you're putting it into context of what was happening in the 60s, you know, it's you have the civil rights movement, you have the you have the anti-Vietnam War movement, you have the women's movement, you have the gay rights movement, you have so many things happening in this time of the uh, of this in this decade that this is kind of all a, a boiling point at, at here. Now what I love of what, what Aaron does here in this film is that it, it reminds me a lot of the social network of how the story is told in the sense where it's like, you know, this, you know, something has happened, you know, you never see the protest right at the beginning of the film. It jumps right to the courtroom essentially. And then you're starting to learn the story as this trial goes on for the almost 200 days that it does. And 
you're just trying to get, you're getting pieces here and there of, of what's happened in the story and what happened, what's, what's caused them to end up in this courtroom together. And I think this film is obviously incredibly well made from Aaron Sorkin. But when you look at the cast of this film, you're literally looking at some of the biggest actors working today. So obviously you have Yahya uh, Abdul-Mateen II, uh, who we're seeing everywhere now. He plays Bobby Seale. We have Sasha Baron Cohen. We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We have Michael Keaton, Frank Langella, um, Mark Rylance, Jeremy Strong. You know, uh, we have so many people in this film. Eddie Redmayne, like there's a huge cast that is that kind of fills out the entirety of this film that I think every single one of these characters get their moments. And I think it's really hard to balance that in a film with a cast of size, but I think Aaron Sorkin does a great job of balancing the stories of all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he did such a great job of taking their, their, their mannerisms and building it into the story. Um, you can see like Sasha Baron Cohen, he's more of the comedic approach to the, the whole, the whole scenario, but he's also the smartest in the whole group. Um, even oh, Jeremy definitely. Strong, like I couldn't even tell that was Jeremy Strong from Succession. I, I could not at all either. No, and he plays this like dude, like pure, you know, nineteen sixties hippie. hippie. But again, these smart people that were that were part of this uh, movement, this revolution, and how they were unjust unjustified in terms of being picked on. And single single handedly chosen by the government to make uh, to send a message to the other um, protesters around you know the United States that you will not get away with what you are doing. Um, what an interesting story! I did not expect like I I didn't know much about it. So the moment I started watching it and you know the story started to unfold in front of me, I was shocked that this actually happened. Um, absolutely shocked that you know this is the injustice that was happening in the world and you can still see it today nothing's really has changed i think that was my biggest um oh sorry go ahead shay no i was just gonna say i i I absolutely agree with you that the, the world hasn't changed but what the film does a really good job of is you know you get angry with the film as it's going but you're still looking for that justification and when we talk about pace, you guys are right. The pace is fantastic and it clocks in just at two hours. A lot like how the social network did it with, uh, you know, by Aaron Sorkin as well and David Fincher. They, he knows how to tell the story without having too much exposition. And I love that, you know, when, when Sasha Baron Cohen's talking and they're about to reference a moment, they just show you that moment instead. If it, it felt a lot better, in my opinion, the way to tell a story. Yeah, it's it's very quick. Uh, you know that that's something that like I think Aaron Sorkin does a lot, and I think we saw it, you know, in his script as well too for Steve Jobs, which uh, Shay, you and I also just recently rewatched, mm-hmm. um, where it's just like we're talking. Let's cut to that moment. Let's get back. You, you know exactly. Like there, it happens a bunch in this film, and every time it happens, you're like, oh, I'm, it gives you that context, and I love that. And you know something that both you and Anthony said that like this this movie does get you upset in the sense that you're getting upset for these characters who are experiencing mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's ear. And I, and I said this um, on my reactions on Twitter that like, it feels eerily like relevance and you don't want, you see movies like from the sixties and seventies and eighties and nineties and two thousands. And you see these stories and you always think like, Oh, like so glad this doesn't happen today, but it does. Mm-hmm. And it's still mm-hmm. happening it today. And I think with everything that we've seen happen again in this year, you see a movie like this and you're just like, this 
like this is today. This isn't 1968. Mm-hmm. This is still happening. This is still today. This is relevant, mm-hmm. and I think that makes this movie not. It, it makes it just hit home even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that um, um, Mark Ro- uh, Mark Rylance. Mark yeah. is it, his name. Mark Rylance. Yep. Um, was the standout. He plays, you know, William Kunstler, the lawyer of, I would say, six of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, seven of them. Was he the lawyer for, for he wasn't well, the I lawyer mean, for, for, for Bobby Seal. He, he, he was kind of Bob, the Bobby Seal was the eighth person, technically. Oh, yes. True, 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 true. So, yeah, Mark, Mark's character, he plays a lawyer, but he, he's, he is fighting for these, for everyone's freedom and you can see it in his face you can see it in his demeanor when he's questioning um uh michael keaton who was a secretary general or former secretary like you can literally see that this he he's doing everything in his power to try to get these guys freedom and 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 he did such a good good job with his character and i I was just surprised because i i wasn't a fan of his performance in the bridge of spies but uh he did an amazing job here. Mm-hmm. That was that was an Oscar-winning performance in Bridge of Spies. Yeah, we we all know <laughs> Sylvester deserved it, but that's okay. <laughs> um, my God, Frank Langella, who plays oh the the judge in this film. Oh my God, man, this movie. I like Frank Langella. This movie mm-hmm. made me hate him. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's. It's just. It was just so frustrating. It's like literally like. Anytime you wanted to talk, it's like, it's like somebody covering your mouth and you couldn't say anything. And it's mm-hmm. it's so frustrating. This movie makes you feel that. This movie makes it feel makes you feel like you're being silenced. Yeah. I just you felt know? helpless throughout the whole film. You know? Yeah. And, and that's such a that's such a powerful feeling in its own sense. But to feel that watching a movie, that's pretty powerful when you can make something transcend like that. Yeah. And I think um I think someone who, you know, maybe we didn't anticipate to do such a good job uh was Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he absolutely killed it. He brought uh humanity to a character and you know, I thought the whole time he would just be, you know, doing the over the top funny, but when things got serious, mm-hmm. he took the role there and I'm and I was really happy to see that. I'd love to see more of Sasha doing these kind of roles down the road, you know. I know he loves doing his characters, which I absolutely love watching, but this is a pretty good sign that, you know, he can do a lot more than that. And if he gets nominated, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. There's that point in yeah. the, even in the trailer where he, someone asks him, you know, what would you do to, to, to save these soldiers from going to Vietnam? And yeah. he's like, I would give him my, and he has this, just the, the expression on his face. It feels so real. It's like, I'd it's give so him sincere. my life. Yeah. It's so sincere. What a great performance. You know, I, I think back to, you know, last year and, you know, I think Netflix last year had such an incredible year in films, but also when you think of their Oscar turnout, you, you think of things like the Irishman, um, marriage story, Roma, like Roma, you know, like they've, they've like Netflix is surprising all the time. Cause I think mm-hmm. at, when when we first kind of think of a Netflix film, you sometimes either think of like a big back catalog of content, or you think of these very like maybe some of these certain genre movies that they make, and then mm-hmm. they come out with something like this. And I think it's just it's just a testament to the the streaming service itself of like you like there's so much, there's literally something there for everybody. Right. I think 
tri- the trial of Chicago seven. It's going to be one of those films that, you know, come Oscars next April, mm-hmm. you know, on what they happen, we're going to see it in the majority of the categories next year. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, with, with the, I think this is Netflix year to win a best picture. They already have two contenders. I don't know if they have any other movies coming out this year, but with um, the fly, the Defy Bloods and now um, the Chicago, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, with a with yeah. a year that doesn't have a lot of movies offered for a Best Picture, they have two of them that are ready to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they also have a, we got the trailer this week too for Hillbilly LG, which oh, yeah. is the Glenn Close and Amy Adams, Adams film. So yeah. So, you know, that's probably going to get nominated for, you know, both of them ha- don't have great records for obviously winning at the Oscars. I think Glenn is like on Oscar number nomination number seven without a, a win. But, you know, I think there's still a lot to see from Netflix this year. Yeah. Um, so, of course, as we do with every single review here on the movie podcast, Shay, I'm going to start with you. What is your final suggestion for this film? Uh, I, I think it's a very easy watch it. Um, highly recommended. It, it might seem like it's a heavy film, but do not think that going in it starts off right away and it kind of keeps you hooked throughout the whole film and two hours passes by and you learn a lot let's just say that so it's a definite watch it excellent and anthony how about you uh definite watch it again i'm going to reiterate what um shay said if if you're going into this movie thinking it's going to be like this huge court drama like law and order very boring you're mistaken. The writing is fantastic. It'll grip you. It'll challenge you. It will uh, provide you knowledge. Character, the characters and the cast are fantastic. Chemistry is great. JGL is great, even though he's not really as big of a, a contributor to the, the movie as the, the rest of the seven or eight. Um, but um, yeah, you you will like this film. Awesome. And I think for me too, it's, it's an easy watch it as well. Um, based on, you know, everything that we've already said in this review, but you know, it's Aaron Sorkin. He's back in a courtroom again. Uh, you know, like I, I think there's nothing better than hearing Aaron Sorkin's dialogue in a courtroom where there's so much fast talking happening and he's the perfect writer and now director to be serving that to us. So, um, it's an easy watch it for me as well too. Thank you so much for listening to our review of The Trial of the Chicago 7. The Trial of the Chicago 7 releases on Netflix today, if you're listening to this. Um, and of course, it's streaming everywhere on Netflix, everywhere around the world. Um, it's also playing in limited theaters as well. Um, we have a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to write in and be part of the show, head over to thistimewith.com slash talk. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the movie podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, my-